0: No purchase
1: necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Welcome into the Hustle Show podcast. Drew Martin, Kelly Stewart, Brian Power, Mark Zeno, presented by wagertalk.com and Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva Tequila Seltzer.com, a refreshable and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Viva, the perfect drink for your pre or post game celebrations as it was created with the active lifestyle in mind check them out viva tequila seltzer.com promo code hustle 20 at checkout takes 20 percent off your order we got some baseball we got some nfl we got some college football we got some nba draft all coming your way so pop open a viva and come join us in the live chat box here on the wager talk youtube channel going around the horn welcoming in the panel we got kelly stewart Barstool Sportsbook, wagertalk.com. Kelly, hey, we're going to see you on CNBC, too. That's awesome with that gig. Kelly, welcome in. Happy Wednesday to you.
0: Hey, happy Wednesday, Drew. Uh, the show's even started. My face already hurts from laughing hysterically. Sorry for being late. I don't know who to blame. Uh, Trigg's not here to blame, but I can blame him for forgetting to send out a tweet. He said he's out of the office. He's had too many vivas. Uh, he, needs a, he needs a refresher. I'm, I'm glad he's taking a break because... Uh, it's been a rough June for baseball season and, uh, tailing Trig for me. We had an awesome April, great May, and now he and I are uh, not on speaking terms. So he took a couple days off. He's in, uh, Telluride, Colorado with CT Betts. But man, another loser by Trigg right here, forgetting to send out the tweet. Come on, Trigg, you have one job.
2: Pile it on, Trigg. Hey, it's been a tough uh, baseball season for some of us. Um, I don't think so for Brian Power, BP. How are you hitting them, man? Welcome on in.
3: Well, we had a winner on the Cubs this afternoon, which was a nice bounce back after Tuesday, which stunk, was 0-2. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, I need to crack open. I need to start double-fisting Vivas, man. The week I'm having, Mrs. Power on assignment in Japan. I got both kids to myself. I mean, they got – the books have got over-under four-and-a-half nervous breakdowns, I think, for me over the next two weeks. And it is a heavily juiced towards the over, but the Cubs, that winner, that – that got Wednesday at least on the right foot. We got one more to go. And yeah, I can't complain about baseball, Drew. We're up like 50 units since last year's playoffs, right near the top of the leaderboard. So, feeling good. I can't believe yeah, Trigg and- had to go on vacation just to get away from Kelly, by the way. That's insane. <laughs> I thought he just wanted to take a vacation to have fun. Here he goes. Well, he and when,
0: when Trigg's not here, I, I gotta, I gotta, like, you know, I'm like his big, mean sister. Like, yeah. it's gotta be mean to him. He deserves it. I'm just gonna say that. I want you guys to know he deserves it. Kid works really hard. Uh, I'm glad he got to take a few days away to uh, reset, if you will.
2: Tell tell you rides a, a great place to do that. Hey, BP, real quick question here. If you got two kids and the missus is not there, what are they doing right now? Running around with their heads cut off or how does that actually work?
3: Oh yeah, they're just playing with like you know, like the chainsaw and stuff, right now. It'll be okay. This is only going to be a forty-minute show, right? No, they're still a yeah. daycare. Yeah, they're still a daycare. It's all right. I'm oh, just okay. Speed right out and get them. Yeah, yeah. It's just somebody's okay. looking after them. Yes, yes. We always. I got I'm, you. I'm man. a tremendous parent. Yeah.
2: Good, really? good, good to hear. And some, somebody that's also, I, I believe, a tremendous parent. Never seen him with my own eyes, but I know he's got a couple of kids. Happy Father's Day to UVP and happy Father's Day to uh, – happy Father's Day, I guess, post-week to you as well, Mark Zeno. Welcome on in. Guys, check him out, sportsmemo.com. How you hitting them, Zeno? Uh,
1: Drew, well, the baseball season in general has been like – you ever go to a Little League game you could tell the one kid on the field who absolutely does not belong playing sports, that's me yes. right now. Uh, You know, you stuff in the play, just totally lost. Uh, So yeah, uh, no, we're we're starting to get back on track. We've actually done really well. We have four out of our last five here on Sports Memos. So uh, hopefully, starting to turn a corner. And as you can tell, I'm not in my normal background. I'm at lovely Fort Stewart. So not only do you guys get to see me out of my element, but I'm clean shaven, which makes me feel like naked and ugly. So uh, I I, I need some sort of scruff here. (laughs) Brian Power noticed it first. I would like to everybody. That's how much Brian and I connect with one another. That he noticed my lack (laughs) of facial hair is part of my my new repertoire here and not only that there are bombs going off at night we're training all day long so you know it's a lot of fun but
2: never a bad time to get on the hustle all right well (laughs) we're glad you're joining. in Zeno, just for my own curiosity what happens when you walk onto a fort and you're not clean shaven and you're supposed to be like how would that even go down
1: oh it's fine as long as i'm not in uniform i mean there are civilians who work around here so i came in with a full scruff on and nobody said anything to me they just have a good day, sir. And I'm like, I will. And then in the morning I had to shave and uh, and get uniforms. So uh, yeah, I'll be clean shaven for the next uh, four or five days. But I will say this much about Brian Power's parenting skills. I can guarantee you, and this is an absolute <laughs> lock, that when his <laughs> wife gets back, okay, he will have absolutely used some sort of father shortcut from point A to point B just to fix whatever problem there was, that his What's wife will look at him shortcut? and turn around and go, what? Um, like, i.e., like, oh, I'd have diapers or whatever, so I just used a shirt, right? Like, I, I put the shirt put on underneath.
0: <laughs> like, no, that's, this, you that's know. not that's not a real shortcut. That does not actually work.
3: <laughs> but, but have you no, ever you know, put you know, a done, some, have you ever like, put, you put a shirt a, on a kid, Kelly?
1: <laughs> yes, like I mean, just, just to cover the child as a diaper. No, but a... no. I mean, <laughs> i.e. There'll be an open can of like you know, like uh, you know, half-eaten can of like regular corn. Well, the kids were hungry, so I gave them corn because they said they wanted corn and I wasn't about to argue. So, you know, like there'll be some sort of father shortcut that he will leave a trail for that he will absolutely get yelled at for. I can guarantee you.
0: All right. I like it. Minus 150. Brian Power gets yelled at.
2: (laughs) Some parenting skills here on the Hustle Show podcast. Guys, we will bring some picks to you. Hey, Mark, you were talking about the NBA draft here, man. Is that where you wanted to start off or you got a big game breakdown uh, maybe in a different sport?
1: No, we'll, we'll do big. I mean, look, the, the draft is, if, if we're not all taking Victor at number one, hammering it, uh, I don't know where else you really go. I think I, I think what's interesting, I will say this much, there is one big linchpin in the first round of the NBA draft, and that's the Portland Trailblazers who still are dealing with Dame Lillard, who says he wants to stay and everything else. is a possibility they could trade out of that pitch, try to accumulate more. There's a possibility they could trade Dame uh, in and of itself and really throw the entire first round into upheaval, so... That could go different if that happens. Right now, obviously, San Antonio's staying at one, uh, and Charlotte's likely staying at two. So I would be shocked to see uh, if either of the first two picks move. But I-, I think Portland is the linchpin in the whole thing. And I, I know we were going to pivot to uh, some other, you know, uh, futures and everything with the NFL, and that's kind of where I wanted to start my big game breakdown here. Sure. Uh, as I'm starting to do some NFL stuff, I found a very interesting prop on a team that I think is really undervalued at this point in time. Just Of the year that they had last year. And that's a Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Look, they were terrible last year for a variety of reasons. And two years removed from a Super Bowl, it's not the same roster at all. But the two most important pieces of that Super Bowl are still there. That's the head coach, Sean McVay, and the quarterback, Matt Stafford. Now, there's a prop out there, and I saw it on, uh, on, on several books, but the division wins for the LA Rams is set at two and a half. Now, again, this team offensively won't be as bad as people think. Why? Because Sean McVay is the quarterback. And if they were able to be competitive last year with John Wooten and whoever else they were trolling out there at some point in time, you know, that guy from the AAF, whatever his name is, I still think their offense is going to be one that, 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 you know, will give some teams some fits. They're going to end up playing the worst team in the league twice. That's the Arizona Cardinals, who are starting God knows who at quarterback. So if they can sweep that, then in reality, all they got to do is split with Seattle who I think is primed for some major regression after the season that they had last year. Are we really banking on the fact that Geno Smith is going to have sort of what was an MVP caliber season for the first 10 games? Like he was in the MVP conversation. Do we really think Geno Smith has a track record to back that up? If he does, we've never seen it before. So I think Seattle's primed for a little bit of regression here. And the Rams are playing in the division where, you know, again, it's San Francisco's to lose, but the other three teams really aren't that far apart. And when you're getting plus money on, on the Rams over two and a half division wins, I I think they sweep the Cardinals and they take at least one of two from Seattle and go over this number. I think the Rams are a team that everybody's forgetting about that still has some talent. Again, they lost a lot of their big pieces, but guess what? They still have some big names there um, that, that they can rely on. And as long as you have the coach and the quarterback set, isn't everything else pretty negligible across the board? You know, all it may take is a play here or a play there for a game to shift in their direction. Um, I, I don't think it's a, a, a bad look at all to look at the Rams as a little bit undervalued, especially early on in the season. And if they catch San Francisco at the right time, like we saw last year with San Fran, who was banged up early and lost games to the Atlanta Falcons and some other teams, who knows? They might be able to steal one from San Fran too. So give me the Rams over two and a half division wins in 2023.
2: Check them out. Sportsmemo.com. Mark Cena. I mean, Kelly, what, what do you think here? They went one in five in division last year. Of course, uh, you know, four team divisions we can do the math. I guess where are they find in the other two and a half wins. I guess Mark makes a good point. You know, Arizona, uh four and thirteen last year. San Francisco in that defense, I mean, that's gonna be tough to go up against in Seattle. Geno Smith, I mean, hey, if he gets the same O line play as he did last year, I, I I, I'm not going to say MVP, but I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think it's an interesting bet. How did, do you do? You feel one way or the well, other on this? Yeah. KIV? I of it, you know, with Seattle, their run defense was the worst in the league last year. So unless okay. they
1: fix that, you're going to give the other team a chance to be in the game every because their defense was so bad. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I know that Sean yeah. McVay's not a very run coach per se, but still, I mean, you, you anytime you can run the ball with that measure of success against a team, you're allowing the other team to hang around.
0: Yeah, somebody who hasn't done anything uh, with the NFC yet. I actually have only worked on the AFC West and the AFC South so far, Drew. But one thing I can tell you uh, about that San Francisco defense, their defensive coordinator is now uh, a new head coach. So sometimes those things do carry over into the following year, and sometimes we see a lot of teams digress, and that's going to be an unfortunate part. I'll say this, and this is how I truly feel. The NFC West has been a mind fuck for me for years. uh just as a whole there are just sometimes whether it's college football whether it's nfl some some divisions, some conferences you're just really good at and other ones you're not and the nfc west has just not been one that particularly i've done well in whether it's week to week whether it's betting a divisional bet whether it's a season win total so i'm gonna stay off of this one i, I like i said I, i've only done uh, two divisions thus far this week I'll probably get to the NFC sometime mid next week, but yeah, I am going to, I'm just going to plead the fifth here and say, I just don't know what we're going to see from these four teams yet.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of in that boat too. BP, what what are your thoughts?
3: Well, first off, I'm glad Kelly told us how she really felt about the NFC West. I mean, please don't sugarcoat it at all, but number two, I just want to add something to what Mark said. Obviously the Rams mortgage their future to win that Super Bowl, right? They have very little depth, but they're a plexiglass principal team this year, which means they had a big decrease in wins last year from 12 to five. It doesn't always happen. It's not a hundred percent, but usually when you see teams that have a big change in wins from one year to the next, there's a bounce back the previous the, the in like year two. Right. So I would not be surprised if the Rams, I mean, Mark mentioned just what, like, lousy quarterback play. They had the, uh, the the Wolf of Wall Street or whatever they call that guy. It's Wofford, right, is, is the guy's name? Wofford, but yeah. Um, it was John yeah, Great movie, by the way. Great movie. Um, I think it's, like, the last time I went to the theater. But, anyway, I think the Rams are going to win more than five games this year. Uh, because i i really do because as mark mentioned the cardinals are the worst team in the league and i, I i'm with them i don't think seattle's that good either I, I would be shocked if they made the playoffs again quite frankly
0: yeah i mean listen i think the thing with gino uh that mark touched on sure did gino shock the hell out of a lot of us last year absolutely now we've got some more tape on gino now we've seen uh what gino looks like under pete carroll Maybe we see Seattle take a small step back. I'm not saying they still don't have an awesome wide receiving core. The defense always has question marks uh, up there. And that is going to be, that's going back to what I said. The NFC West has just kind of been one of those tougher divisions. Uh, I think it was last year I said, listen, it could go either Rams or Niners. And that's what we basically saw. Didn't think that there was any real value on betting either one of those teams. And I kind of feel like that going into this year already.
3: Everyone thought Seattle was going to suck last year, by the way, too. Remember? And, like, I mean, they were, like, yes, pe- they did. To be like the worst team. So, again, I think to that, now expectations are a little higher. I think they might fall short.
0: Well, I was also expecting them to have Drew Locke under center. That Geno Smith uh, card getting pulled late. Mm-hmm. I think it was late July, early August kind of threw a wrench into things because as a, as a person who grew up as a Broncos fan, I was like, oh, you, you have fun, Pete, with Drew Locke. Let's see <laughs> this experiment uh, in Seattle.
1: I mean, and oh, by the way, it's not like he's everything because he's one player. But that Aaron Donald guy is still on the Rams. And last time I checked, he's still pretty good. I mean, at least you have something up front that you can at least sort of, you know, from game to game might be able to to almost change the course of a game himself just by making a couple plays here and there. So, you know, BP is right. They did mortgage a lot, and they're not a very good team. But this is more of a fade of the rest of the division, um, save the 49ers. And, and oh, by the way, the 49ers might be starting again. I know their defense is great, but – this is another train I'm not ready to jump on. Are we really going to back Brock Purdy after 7 games that all of a sudden he's going to be that same exact I, I don't know. I mean, I'm with Kelly in, in the sense that it is a little bit of a uh, to quote her mind fuck. Um with Brock Purdy and really how good he was and how effective they were, but I'll play wait and see with the 49ers offense at least.
2: You bring something up something else. The, go ahead, BP.
1: I was going to say, it's really hard, like, if you've looked at the NFC
3: as a whole, like, just beyond the West, it's hard to get to, like, seven playoff teams, isn't it? Like, I I mean, because there's certain teams that I don't think are going to be as good as they were last year, like Tampa Bay and Minnesota, obviously, the Giants. It's hard to find seven playoff teams in
1: that conference right now. Packers are probably going to be worse, right?
0: Yeah, oh, we know the Packers are going to be worse, but... You know, you talk about the the NFC as a whole, you're right. The more you start really looking at it, and again, I have not even dove in. Just we're expecting regression from what we've seen from either uh, quarterback changes in Green Bay, which last year was not a great year for the Packers, at least uh, not from their fan base perspective. There was some wins that they snuck out they probably shouldn't have and vice versa. But, man, you got to think that the NFC is going to be probably the Eagles, possibly the Niners coming back into the mix, uh, as um, Mark alluded to with the Brock Purdy experiment. Maybe we actually see uh, some regression from him as well. This is going to be, I actually would be curious to see. I haven't pulled up any sports books to see. Usually right around this time, they start putting out Super Bowl odds and it'll just say NFC, AFC. And usually the NFC is like minus 120, minus 125, uh, almost every single year, but the AFC might be uh, a lot more deep this year than I think a lot of people expect.
2: Yeah. I'd like that. bet too. Getting, that, getting down on that. Mark, I'm board, ask just you. curious.
1: Lions playoff. Yay or nay? Yay. Yeah. Yay. Because it's hard to
3: make a case for the other. Te- the Vikings are going to be worse. The Packers. I don't are think they're going to be though? good at all. Are
0: the Vikings are the, why do you think the Vikings are going to be worse?
3: Because they cheated. Because he get hates to win their games last year. Because they were eleven. They, they, every game was like. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, leg, I will never forget that game against the Colts on Christmas. When I marched downstairs, <laughs> I was ready to go on a date with my wife, and I, the game was all over. And we were getting ready, and I marched downstairs. I said, "If the Colts do not win this game, I am quitting my job, and you can figure out Christmas." And luckily, they did cover. Yeah. But. The Minnesota Vikings last year were like, that was like repulsive how they got to 13 wins. They didn't win any game by more than one score. They have a horrible defense. The, I mean, the only thing is the books are accounting for it, right? They've got them at what, eight and a half wins. I'm doing off the top of my head. I think it's eight and a half.
0: I I haven't, I'm telling you, I have not looked at a second of the NFC yet. That's just full disclosure. I always start with it. Like each division. I always start with the AFC West. I try to like keep a routine, uh, Listen, as somebody who has not looked at the NFC North yet, I do think the Bears are going to take a small step forward. Do I think they're going to win eight games? Hovering right around it. But Johnny Detroit just said in the comments section, I tease he and uh Bobby the Bookie all the time about this. Like, Lions fans, man, they get your hopes up every single year. It seems like there's a lot of hype surrounding this team. And yes, what Dan Campbell's been able to do in Detroit, hey, he deserves a little round of applause. But how many more steps can he keep taking forward? We're gonna find out. Jared Goff, not so bad last year. showed some showed some uh, promise of the guy that played in the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots with kicking a bunch of field goals. Uh, yeah, this this is tough. This is a tough one for me. But I I, I would think that the Packers win seven or eight games the bears won seven or eight games the vikings win seven or eight games and the lions won seven or eight games and that's not how the math works in that division Uh, but it doesn't seem like there's some overreaching team that i'm like hell yeah this team's going to win the nfc north book it i just don't have that confidence with with that division i
1: know you got the detroit lions kelly and everybody take the bears over I was going to say, I know you guys don't like totals, but just take Bears over early on. Their offense will score fields, and their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed.
0: Oh, you don't mean the regular season win total? You mean early in the season? I mean, you think yeah, that they're going to give up a ton yeah, of points defensively? It. All right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Justin Fields is going to put up twenty-seven or thirty every single game, and his defense won't be able to stop anybody.
3: Huh. They went over a lot last year, didn't they? I'm just yep. like thinking back. I think I thought they had like some huge over streak down the stretch. Yeah.
0: They yeah. might have. That does sound kind of familiar
3: yeah yep
2: the uh the question of like Aaron Donald you brought up a little bit ago Mark um you know one thing I always worry about because he's such a big influence on the outcome of their games like you give a big defensive tackle a game changer a whole bunch of money and then he kind of disappoints like has he just kind of rode off into the sunset like that's why I'm, I'm not usually a huge fan of giving like dominant defensive linemen a whole bunch of money like that
1: I'm more worried about him retiring right now. Like he's a, he's flirted with that whole thing. Now that he's won a yeah. he's won a title. Like I mean, he's probably already in the Hall of Fame, which is you know aggressive there. Uh, but that that would be my worry. And who would have thought we would have spent the first twenty minutes talking about the Rams this year? Uh, this show. So
2: sorry about that. And then one more thought on Jared Goff there, KIV. I mean, it's amazing what happens when a quarterback makes good decisions and he's accurate with the football. I mean, and then a team plays hard, you know? that's uh, Well, you've got to give some
0: credit to that offensive line as well. I mean, they have been blocking for him. He's had a little bit more time. Listen, when you have these types of quarterbacks, and I won't say that he's a statue back there. That would be disrespectful to Jared Goff. But he has moments where he needs a little bit more time. When you've got a guy like Jalen Hurts, or you've um, got a really mobile quarterback back there, even a Kyler Murray, right? They don't need a ton of time because they create time on their own. But when you've got a guy like Jared Goff, if you can give him that extra second here and there, that is going to be the difference maker for his passer rating, how accurate he is, and what he's able to do. I think the O-line in Detroit deserves a lot of credit.
2: Well said, KIV. BP, what do you got for big game breakdown, buddy?
3: Oh, what are we going to talk about here? Should we talk about this A's guardians game that I'm going to tomorrow? How about that? Take uh, the under. My, you heard love you the under. Game. Why do you want,
0: can you, can you elaborate on that? Why do you take the under in games you go to? Because,
3: because they I hit. did it one time and it worked and it just kept hitting. So I went to three college hoops games with Trig, and it, it went three for three. I'm like, gosh, we're working on something. And it, it's not just that I'm going like it. There was actual data, too, in these games. And then uh, I had the under and the max semifinals when, when I went there. So it was four for four in college basketball season. And now I've been to four Guardians games in person, all-day games. They've all gone under. Now, if I were to sit here and tell the fine listeners, viewers, to just bet the under because I'm going to be in the building, that would be kind of silly. But there's a lot of data here for this A's-Guardians game where you should bet the under. I can't believe this total is being set at eight
0: But this for is for tomorrow. tomorrow's game. Okay. This
3: is for yes, to clarify, this is not tonight. This is the the Thursday getaway day series finale, which I will be there. Yes. I uh, we could be there with a great crowd, too. If anyone is listening in Cleveland, walk on up. I'll have someone else buy you a beer, but that's okay. Um Oakland and day games, terrible. Would you like to know their record in day games? It's four and twenty-eight. That stinks. They average 2.7 runs per game, 196 batting average. They're the worst team in baseball. We know that. They're not gonna score more. But I'll tell you what, every time I'm at Progressive Field, you stare up at that big scoreboard. There's not a lot of guys in the Guardians lineup hitting over 240. Uh, this is a, a weak lineup. And as a matter of fact, looked it up this afternoon, Progressive Field is the second lowest scoring park in all of baseball this season at 7.3 runs per game. Only Petco slightly uh, below it at 7.2. So Guardians games in general, low scoring. You got two uh, crummy lineups going at it. It's getaway day. Uh, You know, afternoon, Oakland probably just wants to get out of there. We're not going to play at bottom of the ninth. Sears, who's pitching for Oakland, he's got a 1.02 whip his last three starts. That's pretty respectable. Um, we got Logan T. Allen. We've picked up a T somewhere along the way, uh, the start tomorrow for the Guardians. He's better than we've seen recently, but uh, the A's offense is not better than what we've seen recently. I think they've scored, what, three runs or less in eight straight games or something like that. It's been you know, pretty future. They had that nice, you know, what was it, couple game run against Tampa Bay and whatnot, but they've just reverted back to what they were, which is not very good. I love under eight on tomorrow's day game between the Oakland A's and Cleveland Guardians. I will be there, and I do not think there's going to be many runs scored in that game.
2: (laughs) VP, it's eight, it's, it's five straight, you said?
3: Eight yeah. straight games Each I've been in team. person that I've gone, yeah, including including four Guardians games. And also, I should point out, because I know he's listening, Joe Ranieri, the tickets at Wilco for you, buddy. I'll see you there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zero chance of that <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, BP, but you, you brought up, like, you bring, bring in reasons, and you brought some good ones, man. But I got to ask you, is it more you're handicapping this, hey, I'm going to go to the game, let me find reasons for the under, or is it the other way around? I'm finding the under, and then it's a, in my region, so I'm going to the game.
3: Look, I if I hated the under, I would not, you know, to suggest okay. to people try it. Well, no, 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 yeah, I would not go to the game. No, I'm not going to the game. I don't <laughs> like the under on this one. No, we've got to keep I these streaks
2: going. going. You know, if you yeah, eight straight.
3: Yeah, and I, I I like to go to all the day games. I got a you know nice group. We all can get off in it in the afternoons to go to these games and stuff. It's, and it's, it's, right it's fun. So, what's that?
1: <laughs> the kids are at right daycare. We'll
3: Yeah, I think so. I think that's the plan, at least. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll check on that in the third inning to make sure someone's watching it. But no, I I mean, you look at it, again, like, progressive field, there's just not a lot of runs scored total in this game. You're talking about the Oakland A's are pathetic at the play, and the Guardians are are not a good lineup either. I mean, that's part of the reason all four games I've gone to, the Cleveland Guardians have been involved in them, and they don't score a lot of runs. So, they, I mean, they average just 3.4 runs per game at home, guys. That's not, you're not going to win a ton doing that. Uh, but, you know, yet they're somehow 17 and 17, which means they don't give up a lot of runs
1: at all. Yeah. You could have just all said team very teams. easy. Neither one of these teams could score in a whorehouse with a fistful of hundreds. It would have been easier just to do that.
3: Well, I could have said that, but you know, I don't, I don't know if I've got that cachet yet where I can, you know, use that such colorful language. Okay. I don't know. They, they score about as little as AC green in the eighties, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Who is A.C. Green? Am I supposed to he know took who that an is?
3: Act, <laughs> he took an act of celibacy. You guys don't remember oh, the A.C. So Green ridiculous. jokes?
0: Yeah, he was, I don't he remember was anything pl- from Florida. the 80s. You remember things from the 80s?
3: Oh, my God. I was alive the entire decade. Of course I remember. I was alive
0: most of the decade, but I don't remember any of it. Like, Don't ask me to remember anything prior because to like 1994. Four. Yeah, well, I couldn't remember anything from
3: last week, but I can remember all the great jokes. You guys don't remember the A.C. Green has never had sex jokes from the uh, 80s, me, man. You learn. guys must have grown up in a different community than me. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> the two guys with kids. No no lithium batteries, right, K.I.V.? I mean. <laughs> there you
0: go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got uh, yeah, Danny off? Detroit in the house. Shout out to him. Jacob as well. Jeffrey. D O B O Vegas Gianni saying what kind of hustle pod content should we expect come NFL season? I'm excited for the Wednesday episodes. Absolutely. Vegas Gianni. And now, uh, yeah, we'll be able to yeah, expect I'll touch on
0: that. Since I don't, yeah. I don't have a big game breakdown, Drew, we're going to move back to six o'clock for a CT schedule, obviously. Uh, and it's going to be you, me, CT and trig the original four, and then BP and Zeno are going to fill in whenever I feel like going on vacation. <laughs>
2: there you have it
3: what was the last time someone said no to something you said kelly just i'm just you know asking for a friend
0: so you guys are talking about children i'm an only child and uh that wow. word does not get used uh very often in my world because i just don't, don't like say. the word so if the answer is yeah. no like i'm probably just gonna do whatever i want anyway
2: okay okay <laughs> And I got a, a interesting question here that uh Kelly and Vegas might be at this game. Who knows? It's uh Orlando, Thursday, August 31st, guys. A little college football. We'll get NFL college football a little MLB uh, here. And I wanted to ask you, BP, because I know you know the Mac pretty well. It's in your your area, Kent State, um at UCF here, the uh, Central Florida. Um, in the bounce house and UCF's laying 35. This is week one. Now, week one in college football <laughs> is the one week where it's like, all right, if I'm gonna lay a number like this, I week one's the one because, especially with a head coach like Gus Malzon, the athletes that they're likely to have, I've read some things that they're gonna be running a little bit more up tempo offense. And I know from his time at Auburn when he had the chance to kind of run it up and the ATS, you know, against the spread was 35. And it came down to the last mi- last five minutes of the game. He'd punch it in again, and that's one of those things I kind of keep notes on. You know what head coaches kind of do that, and I think that over time it does help you. So I, I know it's we're we're a couple you know months away here, but, I, but we're getting down to it, and we can lay it down on a number. Any thoughts on Kent State staying with them in the bounce house to uh, open up the season?
3: And thirty five is a big number, but I mean. I wouldn't take it with the dog because what a miserable experience that would be to follow it. You're just praying they hold on the whole time. Um, no, I could see, I mean, uh, UCF trying to make a statement right off the rip and just blowing them out. I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't tell the people, the fine viewers, listeners, that I'm going to bet UCF laying 35. But yeah, I think Malzahn might try to make a, you know, kind of just make a statement. Right off the rip there and dominate. I don't know. I I haven't gone into like I have to like look at like Kent to see if they have any like I haven't broken them down yet. So
2: Okay. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I guess I don't have a definitive answer on that. I'm not gonna like tell you, yes, run to the window right now and lay that 35. Yeah, um, where's
0: mid-major Matt when we need him? Like that that's what I mean. Like, am I ever gonna take three days of my time to look at the Mac conference? No, I'm not. I'm gonna look at the power five. I'm gonna look at the AAC and I might look at the Mountain West. But besides that, this goes back to exactly what we were just talking about to start the show. Don't try to do a bunch at the same time. Figure out what you're good at. Maybe it's sides, maybe it's totals, maybe it's props, whatever it is, and stick with that. Like trying to, like my Phil Steele just got here and it's like, it's like a freaking encyclopedia. So I get my little note tabs and I get, okay, here's my power five schools. And I start with the big 12. Why? Because obviously I went to a big 12 school. It's near and dear to my heart. So I'm going to spend a significant amount of time on it. I'm with BP. Yeah. And and even you, Drew, if you're going to lay 35, week one's a week to do it. And you know which coaches are going to punch it in. And you know which coaches are going to take their foot off the gas. That's fine. But to think that I'm going to spend one second on uh, maxion when I've got my girlfriend pam who follows it i've got mid-major matt i've got ralph michaels i've got brian leonard all these guys over at wager talk that it's so easy just to send a text like hey talk to me about action." it makes my life so much easier
2: oh we got a great I'll, comment I'll here this. Kelly.
3: no, no I I just mean, i'm to here look for, for the up, comments so- yeah go ahead with the comment first go ahead with the comment first
2: Oh, Jay Buff in the house. Maybe the comment of uh, of of the hustle so far. Matt, mid-major Matt, too busy tweeting about the 76ers. Ooh. Still, yeah. still. <laughs> still.
0: He is not. Tell me he's not still tweeting about the 76ers. No, he's
2: tweeting about I the
1: Phillies. What? Gene runs last night against the Braves.
0: There you go. And he's, you know yeah. what? Matt's working on the gold sheet again. Matt's shifting a little bit more behind the scenes for us at Wager Talk, and I appreciate all of his hard work. Uh, he's he's so smart, but for me, there are certain people I trust with these smaller schools, and that is because they actually focus on them. I I yeah. just can't get excited about them. It's like in college, Drew, when you had to take like fun electives, like I don't know, like with I took golf? world geography, right? No, okay, yeah. not that fun. God, what did <laughs> you take? You took golf in college, first of all. I took-
2: yeah, I took golf in college. Yeah. At Auburn. At Auburn. Okay. I got well, you, I one, you get one you credit. Though. One credit.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. and I got one credit for swipe. But... <laughs> what?
1: That that Drew found a golf class. That is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Yeah.
0: I mean, I get those. I'm talking more the ones that you had to take for your major. Like I did great That's in strength. strength, economics. I did great. Yeah. I did great in a class called natural disasters because I was like, holy shit, I grew up in Kansas. I like tornadoes and hurricanes and all that stuff. I did great in world geography. And then there was like art history one that I have no idea why I had to take. And of course I got a D in it because it didn't make me excited and it sucked. And nobody like, unless you needed it to graduate, like you didn't really try that hard. And that's how I feel about whenever I handicap certain sports. The reason why I don't try to handicap soccer is because I don't care about soccer. Same thing with baseball. I've tried, hell, I've spent countless hours with Dave Koken or Ralph Michaels or all those guys trying to get excited about handicapping baseball. And I'm like, no, this is, it's not something that you love. And I think that a lot of our viewers at wager talk are recreational guys. And if you focus on what you love, you're going to be better at it. You're going to enjoy yourself more. And, and that's just the bottom line. Like, I'm not over it's, it's the same thing i told trig when he first came to check i go what are you doing putting out soccer picks i get it you you got a little insight here you got a little and say don't do it And women's studies see oh yeah i bet you were in heaven women said he sucked that was a shitty class i will be the first woman to say that that was the dumbest most pointless class i've ever taken i will say however uh there was like a weird human sexuality class of course i got an a though <laughs>
3: Somebody, somebody <laughs> put the Homer Simpson gift backing into the bushes right now. Like I, I don't know how to transition from that. Yeah,
1: um, I, I took a paper on the Simpsons and got an A on it. I wrote about how it was oh, a very you adult show when kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I
3: am a Mac graduate, by the way. I went to. Ohio University, the finest school in the state of Ohio, I might add. Uh, number one in party every four year. all four years I was there. Uh, yeah, but I will that. add this, going back to the game you asked about, Drew, Kent State and UCF. Uh, Kent State has covered each of the last two times. They've gotten 31 or more, but UCF has covered the last two times. This is just the last three seasons I, I went through real quick because I wanted some data at the question you threw. Uh, UCF has covered both times. They were a favorite of more than 31, so no real, I guess, recent historical
2: edge in that one okay and maybe just kind of last comment here is that that is kind of an important stat with um like Kent State covering when they're getting that much but I will say this BP I think it's more important the team that's laying it do they really want to cover you know Mm -hmm. that kind of dichotomy I do think matters. We are getting some Absolutely. whoa and LMAO here, KIV, on uh, your last comment of the interesting uh, class. Nobody I didn't know if you relax. wanted to go any it's further. True.
0: I'll, I'll tweet out the transcript. <laughs> I did take the class and I did get an easy A in it because, again, if something intrigues you, you're going to spend more time on it. You're going to want to study it and you're going to want to do it. Like, I, I laugh because I still follow my high school uh, algebra teacher on Twitter, who's now the principal of Manhattan High School. And he laughs. He's like, I use you as an example every day. I'm like, I got a D in algebra too. Why would you use me as an example? And he goes, because he goes, not everybody resonates with math all the time. He goes, look how well you did in statistics. Look how well you did in all your business finance classes. When math is applied to sports and money, all of a sudden Kelly gets it. When it's applied to engineering, count me out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it makes total sense picking up what you're laying down here kelly maybe one that you would like before we get to best bets here guys and feel free to chime in in the live chat any games you want to hear about um any comments vegas gianni bringing another good one here um florida utah i'm seeing that week one here kelly have you gotten to that one at all i mean this number nine and a half right Utah at home i don't know it's it's, it, it's a great match right have, yeah
0: have you been oh, to that's my last
2: year I've yeah, never the game been to last Salt Lake year was City incredible.
0: No. So yeah. there's a lot of talking mm-hmm. points. And no, last I have year not. No. Yeah. There was some, mm-hmm. there, it was a really awesome game. Uh, I was not there present. I was going to go, ended up not. And I was really kicking myself uh, for not because it was just one of those electric games. Anthony Richardson played his ass off. But as we all know, he is now going to be the quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts. Whether or not he gets that starting position remains to be seen. But I'll say this much. There's a lot of question marks right now at Gainesville about what's going on and what things look like. Um, I think a lot of people in the SEC, and Drew can speak to this, have immediate high expectations. And it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it takes coaches a couple of years, and I think that's exactly uh, what we're going to see here from Billy Napier. I think it's going to take him a couple of years in Gainesville to really get some of those W's underneath his belt. Utah, uh, there was a lot of uh, chatter about them joining the Big 12. Doesn't look like it anymore. Uh, Does that have any real effect on their football program? Maybe they lose a couple transfer kids uh, in the interim. I doubt it. Uh, It's a little late for that. Nine and a half seems like a lot, but it is a tough place to play. I'm trying to think of the team that went there last year, Drew, uh, that was like, They were, remember if you, uh, oh, it was Utah when they came to Gainesville. They were wearing trash bags trying to simulate the swamp and how muggy it would be. Now, on the flip side, you got the Gators going up there to really a high altitude, dry air environment. Nine and a half seems steep, uh, but I have not gotten into the SEC or even the Pac-12 yet uh, to give you a definitive answer. These early lines, though, are, are, are always fun. Uh, you got to bet yeah. them early though, because they're already getting picked apart. By week one, those lines are so banged up. So if you like a side, uh, I really think the only way that Utah side is going to go is up at this point.
3: I'll add really? one more thing okay. about
1: Florida, real quick, uh, with Napier, because the SEC is sort of my conference uh, as far as you know. Kelly, you talk about focusing on one. That's that's the one I I dive into the deepest. But you know, remember what Napier did at Louisiana. It was a physical run team. So the fact that they lost Anthony Richardson doesn't scare me off of them as much as how much will that how much better will that defense be? Because I think that's where Napier's effect really is going to be felt. Now, what I think you may see early on from them is that they may look very strong early on against non-conference opponents when they get against some of the cupcake and then we'll struggle a little bit in early SEC play until they figure it out. But the quarterback situation is going to be tenuous at best there until you we see a couple of games from what they're expected. But I do expect the defense to be better, and that may carry them through the early part of the season.
2: Yeah, their defense is going to be – I mean, quarterback play is going to be huge here. We get a new quarterback, Mark Zino. Um, You know, Kelly brought up uh, the game against Utah, and I, I really feel like that got him his draft pick because after that, I mean, what his completion percentage in the SEC was like 53%. So when people mm-hmm. talk about, oh, they're going to miss him so much, he was the fourth pick in the in the draft, I'm like – yeah, but I feel like the Colts reached there. And in terms of his how productive he was, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to miss it all that much. I think Napier actually might be building something here. So to catch double digits, um, which I think we might get, I do agree with Kelly. I wouldn't be surprised I do if you think we might see take that money. I really do, yeah. Drew.
0: I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. After that Utah game... Who do they play? They played Kentucky, and that's right. I remember I gave out Kentucky on the money line in my parlay because everybody was ready to hand uh, Anthony Richardson the Heisman, their, their yeah. Heisman Trophy. Heisman, right. and, you know, I did solidify it. Listen, I, the Colts, I did work on a little bit of the AFC South today. Uh, I spent most of the week working on the AFC West. The AFC South is going to be a little interesting as well. Uh, the Colts have a lot of question marks, uh, Jonathan Taylor mainly. If he can stay healthy, I mean, hell, he missed six games last year. That's going to really open up things. Uh, you got Gardner Minshew. You've got Sam Ellinger. I don't know. How big of a hurry are they into uh, getting Anthony Richardson out there? I don't know if they are.
2: And if he does get out there, is that a buy-on or is that a, a sell on the Colts? That's another question that comes with that. I don't know.
0: I mean, let's argue that we were talking about the offensive line for the Lions. Maybe that's been part of the Colts' problem is that their quarterbacks, well, albeit uh, they had Phillip Rivers, who's older than me. That doesn't help things. But, I mean, there, there is a point in time where maybe that's why Taylor is a little banged up. He's not getting um, either the protection he needs or the amount of time in the backfield. It's, it's going to be a tough year, I think, for the Colts.
1: Play another game. Name a wide receiver on on Indianapolis other than Michael
0: Pittman. Go. I can't. That's the only one I wrote down today. Like, I literally have – so I handwrite all my notes. And so I always write down, all right, let's talk about what this team's lacking. Let's see who they picked up in either the draft, free agency. Let's see who they lost. I'm telling you, on the Chiefs page, it's like nice and thorough. Broncos page, I've got all sorts of Sean Payton stats. And there I am looking at the Colts going, wow, I got a lot of question marks here. You're right, Zeno. There's a lot of uh, holes, if you will, in Indianapolis right now. And I don't know if the next two months is going to get them filled.
2: Guys, great discussion here. College football, NFL as well. We got to go around the horn. We are coming up against it time-wise, but do appreciate everybody tuning in uh, live here on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. Please smash that like button if you're liking the content. And remember, we are brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer, VivaTequilaSeltzer.com. We flavored our tequila seltzer because flavor is a spice of life, and we like to drink our – we like the drinks with a kick, excuse me, just as we like to live our lives. Our flavors pair perfectly with our intestinal Blanco tequila, subtle and refreshing drinks, tequila, Viva tequila seltzer.com Promo code Hustle20 at checkout takes 20% off your order. Going around the horn here, we'll have final thoughts. We talked about a lot. Uh Kelly, if you don't mind starting off with you, Kelly Stewart, Barstool Sportsbook, WagerTalk.com. And right here on the Hustle Show podcast, check her out on CNBC this week or next week. She is big time here, I'm guys, at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter.
0: Yeah, tomorrow night I'll be on uh, discussing the NBA draft. I asked Mark Zeno for his notes, um, and he gave me a smart-ass response. I just wanted to compare. You know, it's like high school. Like, sometimes yeah. you just need to compare notes with your buddy and make sure we're all on the same page. Uh, but anyway, that's all I've got really to report. Uh, let's see, I'm headed to Nashville next week. The following week, I'm headed to Boston after 4th of July to see C.T. Betts. And, uh, yeah, I've got a lot going on between now and uh, the Wager Talk uh impromptu meet and greet. We have uh, – basically punted the official meet and greet till football season there was a lot of debate right and a lot of our clients said hey we want to do vegas during football season and i said hey do you know how hard that is for me um so me cc Betts, mark zeno i don't know if bp's coming drew's coming our producer joe ranieri also on bet on it Uh, and then obviously ralph marco all the guys that that live in vegas Uh, We will be out there mid-August, August August 18th to be exact. We're going to be at Stadium Swim at Circa. Got a couple of Cabanas. I can't wait to be hammered with everybody.
2: Oh, it's going to be a great time, guys. Get out there uh, that weekend. Uh, yes, yeah, circus. By the way, I got a text from uh, Circa Kelly that I'm I'm getting checked in, but I I, I thought I uh oh, I thought I said the 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 D or the other one, so I don't know if that's confusion, but hey,
0: Ooh, anyway, let's see. I it all depends on uh, room rates. Uh, okay. Banksy is an excellent host over there, and I sent him everybody's uh birthdays and all their information because you have to get like a player's card. So either Drew, you are already in the system and he thought you were high enough up where you got to stay at circa, or uh there was a misunderstanding and uh you're just gonna be staying at circa with me, C T N trig.
2: Yeah, the, there was one night at Circa, to tell you the truth, I don't remember how much I gambled. So uh, maybe, maybe I'll just play that card. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I, that,
0: that's the real thing. And, and listen, yeah. you know, when you, when you have relationships with all these casinos, right, like John Murray over at the Westgate or, you know, these guys over at Circa, Derek always takes such good care of us. But then we've got people in the office that don't gamble that much. So it's easy to put them at the D with a nice, like, you know, affordable rate because we yeah. don't know what they're going to do. Uh, me, Uncle Ben, CT, Trig, there, there might be some five a.m.s at a blackjack table where you just don't know what's going to happen.
2: Oh, Uncle Benny, man, that guy, that guy is a hoot, a lot of fun. If you catch him that weekend, <laughs> he's a guy I definitely recommend having My, a drink with.
0: Yeah, and you know what? All you do, I figured out the the Uncle Ben cheat code. You steal all of the yellow chips from him while he's drunk, and you give them back to him the next morning. Talk about a happy man! Like. When he wakes up and he's like, shit, I got 800 bucks left in my pocket. I'm like, wham, here's three more grand. You're welcome. Because you were so drunk, (laughs) you would have lost it at the table. It's like, I'm surprised I haven't got arrested from casino security thing. And I'm trying to like rob him or something. But it's worked. And uh, it's definitely saved Uncle Ben uh, lots of money over the years.
2: Love it. At Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. We got Brian Power. Guys, check him out. WagerTalk.com. BP, what do you got for final thoughts? Any best bets, buddy?
3: Yeah, I'll be at Circa myself, and that's my birthday weekend, everybody. So come on out. I mean, just imagine. I mean, a normal weekend with me. I would like to tie one on, but, I mean, that's going to be crazy. Hanging out with all you guys. Um, it's going to be crazy tomorrow when I'm at the baseball game. Obviously, again, anyone going to Progressive oh, Field, find yeah. me. I'm the, I'm the guy wearing cheap sunglasses. Ah, they just fell off the table. I was going to put them on. But uh, we're not going to hold the show up anymore. I'll be there in the right field section. Uh, so come on up. Other than that, I'm stranded at home. With two kids for two weeks, while my wife gets to hang out in Japan, send help. But at least Wait, I don't two have weeks? going off. That- yeah, yeah. What did did you think I was panicking for no reason here? Yeah, I'm running. I'm running a house for two weeks. Oh, I
0: can no. hardly eat. Oh no, I can hardly
3: feed. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Finally, now I get some. I should have said that. I buried the Oh leaf. my god,
0: now- I didn't realize it was that bad. Now I feel really bad for you, BP. Holy cow, that's like very hard to do yeah we shaking his head <laughs> You
1: come up and help, Mark, please. All right, listen, I'm a team player. i'm I'm here to help you, baby. Okay,
3: all right, but yeah, at least they don't have bomb at least there's not bombs going off around me. And just if anyone was concerned, those are just like trials. They're not actually bombing Fort Stewart, so no one needs to allow uh, alert the National yeah, Guard. at least I don't think so. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, there we go.
2: Guys, I'll be quick with mine. Uh, Oakland-Cleveland tonight. I don't think BP's going to this one, but I do like Blackburn on the Hill for the A's, catching a big plus price, plus 160. Risk 100 to, to win 160. Going up against the Guardians there, who, uh, hey, offensively, not my favorite team there. And it kind of correlates with the under in tomorrow's game. So big underdog for me here. The Athletics with listed Blackburn on the Hill is my best bet, plus 160. Mark Zeno, final thoughts, best bet for the show.
1: Yeah, I'll be at uh, uh, the meet and greet as well. Just look me over in the corner. I'll be the guy trying to change his skin color, lather it up in mayonnaise and Uh, avocado uh That'll be me. Uh, but that's yeah, for tonight. Uh, not in love with the board. I have my morning conversations with Brian Power. It's like my morning coffee. It's, it's Zeno and BP with morning coffee. We, we work everything out. Didn't go to a game, and I went off the board a little bit and went to a player prop. It's not usually my thing, but I've, I've been riding Michael Harris of the Atlanta Braves as of late. who has been super hot. Braves take on the Phillies and Aaron Nolan. Now, Harris, over his last two weeks, on fire, batting 426 with an OPS over 1,100. Eight of his 23 hits have been for extra bases, and if you're into the bat bip, the batting average on balls in play, okay, a number for that is 300 if you're on batting average on balls in play. His, over the last two weeks, 432. Only three of the last 14-game stretch where Harris didn't get a hit, and only two games where he didn't have at least four plate appearances. So the opportunities will be there. He only has one walk and seven strikeouts in the 56 plate appearances, which means he's putting a bat on the ball, right? And that's going to help us out. Uh, we're going to go over a half a hit from Michael Harris tonight uh, for the Atlanta Braves to continue to ride this hot streak. So... Uh, that is my best bet also was a client play if you guys uh, hit me up on sports memo so it's there as well but i wanted to give it out tonight here on the hustle so uh follow me
2: on sports memo and uh, great to be with you guys as always Sportsmemo.com for mark zeno brian power wager talk.com and kelly in vegas on twitter in barstool sportsbook wager talk.com i am drew martin guys that does it for the show check out viva tequila seltzer.com Promo code HUSTLE20 at checkout takes 20% off your order. And check out wagertalk.com, guys. A lot of free plays up and available with analysis. So go check it out. Best free live odds in the industry. That does it for the show. Smash that like button, comment below. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in.